0: Good Gabs, sponsored by SkillSkin, a non-profit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. What's up, Good Gabbers? Can you believe it? This is a special day. This is episode 52. We have made it an entire year. You're breaking out the party jacket. This is a big deal for us. And we've been bringing you a lot of guests this past year, connecting you to a lot of issues and helping, I think, us all understand a little bit about more about Spokane, what's going on and how we connect. And today is no different. Today we have former Mayor Condon here with us. Can't believe it. Thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. This is great.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah. So, well, what have you been up to?
1: Well, uh, believe it or not, it's been three years. Uh, what? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, it's been three years. <laughs> there was this thing there in the middle called a pandemic or, <laughs> you know, or not in the middle, but kind of in the beginning. Um, so I left uh, I left uh, being mayor and uh, spent a couple months uh, figuring out what I was going to do and landed an amazing company Primera Blue Cross. And yeah. so we have a health plan here in Washington State and Alaska. Uh, and I came on uh, literally uh, and um, to lead in part the team in Eastern Washington. Um, and we at the time we had about 680 of my colleagues here in Spokane. We're now just over a thousand. Wow. Uh, more broadly in eastern Washington, not all in Spokane, because like many companies, we've gone not to right a now. hybrid, we've gone to a hybrid model. And we truly, really, I mean, and we'll get into that in a separate, but, you know, it's really expanded then. But we're still headquartered uh, for eastern Washington here in Spokane. Our headquarters is just north of Seattle uh, um, in Montlake Terrace. Um, okay. But anyway, so came onto that team and, um, and then just a couple of weeks later met most of our employees here in Spokane, giving them a U-Haul box to say, go home. <laughs> go home. And, uh, cause we were going to go home for two to three weeks. Uh, and, uh, so we literally had these, you know, boxes and uh, they put their computers in them and I was literally helping them, you know, carry them to their car. And, of course, going through the whole, you know, the, just the logistical reality of sending some 600 people back to their homes to run our company. And uh, so, and, and I've been there ever since. Uh, my role has um, evolved, which um, part of our strategy at Primera was, uh, in part, my hiring of, of really looking, uh, you know, as a statewide company is also uh, being placed statewide. So, right. hence... Uh, that 680 now is at a thousand employees. Um, people want to live in Eastern Washington. And so we did some hiring and, and we also, uh, some of our employees moved to this side of the state cause they want to, you know, maybe they were from here and we're working, you know, every story is different um and then i also um in part uh um in part of the sales leadership team for washington and alaska and that's statewide okay Uh, so i do that uh, across the state and uh so if uh,
0: companies are looking to you know change providers things like that Uh, talk totally so
1: you know know, so our typical uh we work with our business partners um in um in brokerage houses the you know and they uh, work with employers so my part of the business uh, that I work in is all employer-based uh, healthcare, from you know two employees to a thousand, um, and so we have a lot of great uh, um, plan sponsors in in Spokane. Uh, you name them. Uh, we probably are. Uh, their probably their employees have Primera. You well, know, I
0: know ours do. Yeah, yeah. we're SkillSkin. Uh, yeah, yeah we, well, you we know, are, uh, we are on the plan. And
1: you know what, yeah. you guys, and this is what I love about yeah. Spokane. Uh, a couple things. One, I mean, there's a lot, but you know, uh, at Primera, we strive every day to make healthcare work better for for our members. Uh, but then also. For the community. So there's a couple things. So you, you, uh, I love it that you brought up the SkillSkin one. So one of them was obviously to have more access uh, for, for our customers and for the community, and I'll talk about uh, even yesterday what I was up to, but was to launch a uh, an HMO. And SkillSkin is the first employer group in the state of Washington to take our we primary. jumped on board. You jumped right yeah. on board. And that's an amazing partnership that we have here locally with MultiCare and then also... Another partner in ours uh, that we helped launch, which is Kinwell Medical um, Health Clinics. And so their primary care clinics. Those launched here in Spokane. Actually, it was kind of funny. I was, you know, two weeks later, I was sending people home. But a week later, I was doing a groundbreaking in the valley at one of the clinics. And uh, I was like, well, I know how to do this. I've done enough groundbreakings. Yeah, Give course. me a shovel. And I, I'm like. <laughs> I and got a... smile. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We, so we had, uh, like I said, the Kinwell yeah. clinics are out there. But that was really to focus on how do we get access to more people. And Spokane um, is also, I believe, if it's not the worst, it's one of the worst primary care access counties in the state um and so we've done a few things one is for there's our just not enough providers. there's just not enough providers so yeah. they do it as a percentage you know one per 100 or you know and so we are and unfortunately we just and so that's the great thing about uh, the medical schools but that's why we we launched these kinwell clinics for our own members but yesterday i was touring the the wsu medical school um and we were doing that with our ceo uh, jeff rose who was in spokane for the day yesterday and And we did that because uh, we toured it because a couple years ago we were like the community, our members, but more importantly, the communities we live in. We need more primary care doctors. Yeah. So how can you? How do we do that? So back to how do we make healthcare work better? We. Uh, we underwrote uh, two residencies, one in Pullman and actually one here in Spokane for pediatrics, because pediatrics in r- rural parts of the state it and in Spokane doesn't right? exist. Yeah. yeah. So so we're like, we need to make sure that we have these residencies in our community. So maybe they work for the Kinwell clinics, maybe mm-hmm. they don't, but we just need more access. And, yeah, and more, more providers is good for everybody. everybody. Yeah. And, and so, you know, so for us, um, as a not for profit health plan, we want to invest back in the community we serve that helps our members, but also helps the community at large.
0: Well, to get creative. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, the HMO plan, like we're yeah. going to build it up. Like, yeah. uh, you're thank you. You can, you know, thank Skillskin, everybody. We we're the first. So, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. help build this thing. Yeah, it's great. Um, interesting. So, I'd heard that. I didn't know if that was true. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, well, good. Keep it going because I know there are some bumps in the road for us at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. We know. Well, any startup, when you, start, you know, yeah, startup, you got to build. Right? Yeah. Right. So we're excited to see how that goes.
1: So thanks for being a, a design partner for us. Hey, and
0: one of our values is innovation. The, <laughs> and, and sometimes innovation so, gets yeah. a little bumpy, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, then right. it gets better. Yeah. Um, Well, I love that. And so, yeah, what else is kind of happening in the Spokane community right now, you know, in the healthcare side of things? You have a unique view.
1: Yeah, uh, it's been interesting because another part of uh, my position is to facilitate our uh, social impact. Uh, Like I said, as a not-for-profit health plan, we look at how do we make investments back in our community. Uh, Before I came, uh, the company led uh, our social impact team led by an amazing gentleman, Paul Hawley. Uh, the we looked at where do we make where can we make that impact? Right. And so it's always hard because there's lots of good things to invest in and, you know, and, and put your time and effort into. But they selected three um, health equity, um, especially in rural parts of the state um, and uh, second one homelessness and then behavioral health. Those were the three. So
0: tying in the health system to some of our largest issues that we have yeah. in our community.
1: Yeah, and, and then as a, as someone who represents yeah. uh, some uh, two point six million people that are on the Primera health plan, um, you know eight hundred thousand of those in Washington State. Where where do we where do we make investments in communities? So the other thing that was going on yesterday was um, our social impact team was up at Maddie's place and. If you know what Maddie's place is. No, it is, let us know. Oh yeah, it's a, so back to it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. You know, uh it is uh, in the old Vanessa Behan facility up there is it 9th. Okay, and and, Perry yeah, ninth. Yeah, there. the Perry district. Yep. Yeah. And so it was uh, they've taken that over and Maddie's place is um a nursery in essence um for drug addicted babies and and their mothers and Often in the healthcare system, um, those uh, babies are immediately taken from their mothers right. uh, and put into cu- you know the, the custody of the state. And and there's an amazing woman who's been a nurse uh, that thought there's a different way. So for many years, she's taken those babies as, as the foster mother and then reunited them, and it's un- not reunited, united them with the mothers in a way that could we, could we could we make their trajectory look different? You know, could we? That's impactful. And so but she could only do it, you know, to take it to scale. You needed something. So th- we made a significant investment in Maddie's place uh, so that we can see that. happen. And the reality is there's only two in the country wow. that the, re- the that the system, it, you know, it's very innovative. Uh, there has been, um, you know, the system doesn't, quote unquote, pay for it through normal circumstances. Um, and so we'll see how this goes. There's great, uh, already great outcomes. The, yeah. the other one is in the southeast, I believe. Um, and they've had great outcomes. And on the individual basis, uh, they've had that in Spokane. But this is this isn't dozens of babies that are born. This is hundreds it's of babies. And so need. and so how do we how do we change that trajectory? How do you take a point? in in a woman's life that's the probably one of the most vulnerable times of having it and maybe changing their trajectory together but it needs to be done at a you know place you you know you get why the babies are not sent home you know but at the same time how do you do this so you know that's a you know so we you know we put that into that health equity and quite frankly many of the women you know if not overtly homeless meaning living on the streets or having they have uh, you know homeless you know or uh, housing insecurity to say the least um, and so, you know, so we, we make these investments in, and, and so that's one exciting thing about working at Primera. Yes, we're a health plan and, you know, and yes, I work with employers, but is a not-for-profit health plan and only here in Washington state and Alaska, uh, I get to do a lot of those things. And that's how I was aware of Primera. I first was aware of Primera because, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, off mic, but just, you know, the, the, where the fire department is and, and really the reality of the healthcare that they deliver. Yep. So we as a city, were looking at how do we get people not to go to the .ER? Uh, we it need, costs so it much. costs so much, right? Yeah. you know and And so we did a one-year study on how we could do this, and, and in an essence, that's where you see these um, I used to you know the the ARUs, the alternative response units. I'm, I'm forgetting some yeah. of my acronyms as I leave the city government. but in these were let's not send the fire engine, let's send at that time a Ford Explorer. Yeah. I don't know what they use today. Um, just so that we aren't, you know, uh, and they were the non-emergency calls. Well, anyway, we, to do a pilot in government means, well, where does you the need money part, come where Yeah, you need well, a partner. That, where, do you need the, where, do you, where do you get the money to yeah. fund something that's not in your typical budget? And so Primera came to the table with other health plans, too. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, and it was pretty significant. And they're like, yeah, this, you know, it may or may not affect the people that have Primera. Uh, but that being said, it's better for the system. It helps healthcare care work better. Um, so it's that's part actually of that social impact. Yeah. Totally. And so, you know, and so that was kind of my initial relationship and understanding of premier.
0: I understand why they would want you to, because that was something I, you know, appreciated about you and your administration when you were mayor's like that you had a lot of data that you shared and you would parse down to like, you know, I could be like five and understand. Yes. And I loved that. And so to be able to do that, you know, in business, too, and to just say, hey, this is how we're impacting. I, I'm i excited. Well, to see you need how to that. Have, yeah,
1: you need. I heard it a, a, f- a friend of mine the other day, you know, there's residents and there's citizens. Uh, and there's a difference. You can be a resident anywhere, but if you're going to be a citizen, it's a give and take. And, and you need to have corporate citizens, too. You need to have businesses. And one neat thing about Spokane, I saw as mayor and, you know, even before that and, and definitely now, is the bu- business community does come together, you yeah. know. and um, I know we're awesome at that. Yeah. And, and you know each other. You literally can call them up, you know. That was one thing that kind of attracted me to Primera. It's, I mean, it's a large company. It's actually similar in size to the city of Spokane, 3,000 employees, that sort of thing. And I enjoy that because you have a lot of amazing resources that you can yeah. do things with. But it's also just here in Washington State, you know. My boss was over, you know, yesterday, yeah. our CEO. You can know people. Yeah, and, and he knows people. Yeah. And so we were sitting over in the Wonder Building, that big food court yeah. area, and, and two people came over to him. Was like, hey, how you doing? You know? And he's not from Spokane. He's been here a ton. Uh, But, you know, it was, you know, people that he knew that used to live in Seattle or people he went to college with, you know, and you're just like, and it is funny because another college, yeah you know, and everybody's (laughs) kind of sitting there going, does this actually happen? And you're just like, this is kind of Spokane, right? You know, and
0: so what's your story in Spokane? Like, were were you born here? Like,
1: Yes. Why? Why Spokane? (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, you know, uh, my administration tagline uh, was the city of choice. And there was a little article where we've created a a city uh, um, logo now or or tagline. Um, I literally had just done that as my administration tagline. But I used to always, you know, like any tagline, I said it all the time. People Uh were like, oh, there he goes again, you know. And and when you don't have something to say, you just say it's the (laughs) city of choice. And, you know, to be honest, you just brought up why. We we really started saying like literally would this cause somebody to choose Spokane, and so instead of choose Spokane, which by the way was already taken, uh, we did city of choice, uh, building the city of choice, and because not only are we talking um, in the in the world, but or in the country or in the state. But, you know, Spokane ends at Francis, right. ends at Havana, ends at, you know, 43rd or, you know, and, and why would you live in Spokane versus our other great options, the Valley, out in Mead, Liberty Lake, Cheney, these are all awesome places to live. And I'm like, but we need, we had become a donut city. Everybody yep. that had mobility was moving outside the city. Um, and so, you know, I was like, we need to make sure that what we do is, would cause people to say, you know what, I want to live in Spokane, not six blocks away. Right. Uh, you know, and so you're like, well, what does that mean, David? And and I'm like, well, I'll be honest with you. This was North Monroe was super controversial because- Uh, But I was like, we have these great, you know, neighborhoods and it's, you know, it's North Monroe, it's Perry District, it's Garland, it's Shadel, It's, you know, these corridors, you know, amazing. Yeah. uh, You know, and so how do you do this? And I remember being and we delayed it two or three years. And I would go to every, you know, town hall meeting, church basement, you name it. And I remember these people just coming uncorked on me at one (laughs) meeting. And I'm like, I go, excuse me, sir, where do you live? And he's like well, I live, you know, such and such, you know, and I'm like, isn't that north of Francis? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we live, I live out, you know, off of Waikiki. And I'm like, well, I appreciate your viewpoint. And I love that you're passionate but I don't represent you. Yeah. I represent people <laughs> that live around Corbin Park and they really want this, yeah. you know? And I go, we need to make sure we have mobility. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting we don't need to have harder. Yeah, that's or, always it, in the, but I the, go view. the And now I'll drive yeah. down North Monroe or East Sprague. It's amazing. You know, you drive down East Sprague. I'm on East Sprague, you know? And so I drive down there and, you know, I go to the Union. We go and buy some, you know, a chair at Tin Roof. You, I, know, and, it's
0: you know, I was at Benedito's a couple days ago. I was just gonna say, we, yeah. I
1: had a team get together Uh at Benedito's and we had 30 people there for lunch because many of my team now works from home but and so we aren't in our office building which is on East Sprague I'm like let's go have lunch and so you know people came out of the you know I was like 30 okay 30 people here we go let's let's have lunch at Benedito you know but you're just looking at these areas and I think it really does um, you know as you build a community Uh, people need to be built around, you know, there's a lot of, I'm not a sociologist, but, you know, where is, you know, they talk about 15 minute cities. So where is your 15 minute radius? And I think now with so many people that work from home, I think it's just so much more important Yeah. because where do you build that community? Where do you, you know, and one place used to be the workplace, literally physically, you know, the three cubicles around you and, you, you know, and you have your friend at, you know, your best friend at work. Are they your, be- you know, Yeah, they- here's your coffee. Let's yeah. have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, in a lot oh. of ways, some people would have some really serious personal conversations with that person at work because yeah. there's no other interaction with them. It's almost like going to your own, you know, psychologist or, or, so, you know, because you're, you know, and so a lot of times, a lot of people- Because they weren't in your school, they weren't in your, so you can have kind of it's a safe space that in some ways a lot of people have real serious conversations. I think our uh,
0: executive producer Dana might uh, feel that Dana, thank you for always listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) Your best friend at work,
1: (laughs) so anyway, um, so you know as we look at that um, and in why I chose. So I was born and raised here. I did go away. but I'm a boomerang like anybody else. I went to school in Boston, and then, um, you know, I'm the youngest of nine kids in a big Irish Catholic family, and so the thanks to the... Uh, it United, sounds familiar. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to the United States government uh, paid for my college, I uh, joined the army, and uh, so I was in the army for about eight and a half years, um, loved it. Uh, yeah, so
0: you could have been anywhere, but you chose so then, Spokane. So then
1: I came back to Spokane, you know, yeah. so, you know, and... Uh, and I used to always love talking to people that did as adults choose to live in Spokane. I used to like literally and they're like, all right, enough. But I'd be like, why did you choose? Because I wanted you. Know, what are those things? And, you know, you know what the number one reason? Uh, i ears. You know, what's the number one reason someone chooses to live where they live? Like literally the house, not the city. But like, when they get to a certain area, why are they choosing the house they live in? Tell us. The schools. But the, uh that's almost not, seems like duh yeah you know? well no but it <laughs> makes sense but you yep. know the school system is number one yeah. and i'll be honest and is you know as you looked at the at the suburban school districts you know outside of the city of spokane you people were going to those because and they're grade school districts and so i
0: remember being as a kid like that was the, like the kind of the word on the street like yeah. i went to franklin elementary oh you did like, my yeah. wife did too nice huh? yeah yeah and uh yeah, they were like, Oh, meade, mead, mead in the school. That my was, cousin was it meade? Uh, yeah. I remember those days. And that was yeah. you know,
1: and, and that had not gone away in, in mm. major ways, you know, and so literally in my administration we gave up a position in the mayor's office, meaning the the salary, and we hired a person Uh, jointly with the school district. And I used to meet with the superintendent routinely like every other week or something like that, I forget. And so we did different major projects, but part of the one and, you know, people go, what do you want your legacy to be? And I'm like, well, I'm too young to have a legacy, but (laughs) it makes me a little nervous. Uh, But yeah, be
0: like, I'm not God yet.
1: You know, what makes me super excited and people is um, we really, and my team worked hand in glove with the school district to go to a middle school system I am not an education expert by any means, but I've you know, got an – so I'm sitting there picking the brains of the experts. Shelly Redinger, the superintendent, she goes, well, to be honest with you, we really need to move to a middle school system, but it's just prohibitive. There's just no way. And I'm like, well, let's not have it. No way. Yeah, let's figure you this know, out. So, and a lot of it was property. It was, well, where are we going to put these things? Um, and then what was really cool about it – and you think about it, my own daughter who's now in seventh grade, I watched it you – know, young women, girls – they decide what they're going to be like in that sixth to seventh grade time period. You know, I suck at math. I'm not going to be well. Do you really suck at let's or let's get you know? Or I'm really amazing at math. But what is a what is a girl? What does a woman do in math? Well, you know. And so that sixth, seventh, and eighth grade is critical. It's so not, formative. It's so formative to where then do I apply myself in high school? Do I what do I do uh, when I have a few more choices on what I take? And so. So then it started, you know, it was like, aha moment. Like, this is different. Middle school is different. And we can know. do something. And there. we can do it. So that's where we literally, I had a huge map, the size of both of these tables up in my office. And, and we hired a, a gentleman to kind of run our real estate portfolio to say, where do we have this? And I remember, we were like, oh, Condon's going to sell all the city property. And we did sell some. Uh, that was Yeah, because he had a big vision. Yeah. It, but that's... I go, but the vast majority of it, like 100 million plus of it went to the school district um and that's where you know out at Joe Alby and you know was actually you know city and then school district property you know out um off of North Foothills Drive uh that was water property where our water department was and it still is but we we scrunched it up yeah. uh and uh not only that but the parking lot uh, is now gonzaga Haven and so it yep. wasn't just the school district but how do you do these other things and Because um, so that, you know, when people say, uh, you know, that's going to be a game changer for the city for forever, because now moving to that type of system. Also, I love the magnets. I'll call it. I'm probably using the wrong words, but the the magnet system that, you know, where certain schools like I love. I did the state of the city one year at North Central because of their lab program. Uh Right. And, you know, and so kids can choice in there or go there. And because of their lab program, you know, my
0: the, niece and nephew chose into North Central uh-huh. because one of those niche programs. Yeah, and that's you know, so they're you know, up in Elk. Yeah, you yeah. know, and
1: you know, and you look at these different systems. Or now they have a Spanish immersion grade school that it's not just you take Spanish; every one of your subjects is in Spanish. Uh, and so that's you know, and it's at the Libby Center now. I believe I shouldn't say where it is because I forget. But anyway, <laughs> you know, but it's a, you know, and so but what do you do? And so if you build the best school district, you will have the best city. You know, and get.
0: More people to say well, yeah, choose spoken. Yeah. yeah,
1: there you go. You know, yeah. and so that that's a reason why people choose. You know, we were talking earlier that I was whole hog on the libraries and also the park system, and and um, you know, it, it, it those are the two divisions within city government that really enrich people's lives, right? Yeah. And everybody's I know like, we're in it, right? We're, well, we're that's what, I mean. Look at this, yeah. you know. And this, and I used to say, you know, uh, I went to one of the best libraries in the, I would say, the world, or definitely Washington, or excuse me, the United States, is in Austin, Texas. And I was down there for a conference. Actually, I was there for South by Southwest. Okay. And uh, so I got on a, uh, on a scooter and I'm like, I'm going to go to this library. And uh, I'll be honest, we'd run them for their money now. The one thing <laughs> they do have is their coffee shop is on the roof. Oh, uh, on a rooftop. Because <laughs> so, I sat <laughs>
0: Transitions. You listen to this
1: <laughs> yeah. rooftop. Yeah. No. I bet they dig it. You know now. Oh, now the library director is gonna be like, yeah, "Why sorry. did you say that?" You know. But um, but you know, I remember people saying, "You know, libraries are something of the past, mayor." And I'm like, "No, they aren't. They are. You know, and is the access to knowledge different? Absolutely." Mm-hmm uh books are still the cornerstone don't get me wrong but there's all these other interactions and or back to building those those communities yes one of the communities um that we focused on was also and it kills me we still call it east central i always say we need to change these names to what they are because the more affluent neighborhoods are known after their parks right you kind of go you know Comst, i live in i've never made that connection or i live in garland you know or, or excuse me um you know, so they have Underhill Park there, and it's named Underhill. Why? Because it's under oh, the yeah. hill. Uh, you know, and I'm like, so one of know, the best sledding
0: hills. It's ever, amazing. I was just, I lived right above that. Yeah, yeah right. And I, we would go. Down but there. you know, Liberty Park is also
1: Liberty Park used to be like w- the
0: crown jewel, right? Go, yeah. you, you,
1: you need to run for mayor. <laughs> you know, and my dad lived there. My dad grew up on Liberty Park, yeah. right on the bluff. Um, And it was what I would call people, it was Riverfront Park. It was where people, you know, there was Manitou, gorgeous, go look at it, pretty flowers, kids, bored to stiff. You know, go down to Liberty Park, and you're going to go swimming, and you're going to do, and they had all, you know, as you drive through, and quite frankly, I-90 bifurcated it, you know. And But I looked at, and I would go, I'd be in the Shadle neighborhood all the time, and people's lives revolve around Shadle Park they literally go to the library, yep. they go to the swimming pool, they go to high school there. If you didn't know, high, the high school is on a long-term lease with the parks department or the city, I forget which, but in essence, so that's government. How it's all but I'm just like, isn't it amazing? Not only that, but yeah. there's a water tower there. I mean, people think Shadel, they think of a water tower that's painted yellow yeah. and green, right? And I think, you know, and again, you're just sitting there going, but the the memories and the thoughts and the in the on the neighborhood council there has music there. There is no fences. They all, I always say this, I go, how did that happen? Because normally, government's like, well you know my department yeah. we only mow this you mow that and you mow this and and then one's brown cuz that department doesn't care about grass but that one does and i'm like somehow Shadle park figures it all out and even when they redid the library there i remember originally the furniture was all this oak furniture which is typical library but the kids would come in with wet swimming suits and the library would be like ah. and yeah, you're like it, the furniture. yeah, yeah delaminate, <laughs> you know and so basically the library was like well let's just, i was like let's just buy plastic furniture and let the i mean this is what you want kids to do you know you know, I don't want them to ruin it i'm not yeah. suggesting that but you know if you, you spend, want them to be there yeah totally That's where you, you want them to be there and so fast forward then that's what we did with liberty park we said you know what so the same thing how could we make so there was tennis courts there that weren't really being utilized a ton i'm not suggesting they weren't at all but that's why we put the library there because now a kid in the liberty park neighborhood Pulling literally together. can spend, yeah, so now you can, and that's where we had started the PAL, the Police Activities League, and when you're sitting there and you see 150 kids that are playing with cops, and then go to the library, and then go to the swimming pool, and they can play basketball, and, and now I see them even putting more enhancements there as I drive past it, so, you know, how do you build that community, how do you, and so, you know, definitely... You know, I love. I see F-
0: the vision, and like I was thinking, like the CSO tanks in Liberty well, Park,
1: it, too, it, right? Yeah. Like
0: so. Well, you are, you are, are on things, top of it. Right? Well, well, I'm curious person. Yeah. Like you were saying, I, I couldn't spend. I bit. couldn't.
1: I couldn't spell <laughs> CSO when I became mayor. I was like, what is the combined sewer overflow? And to be honest with you, I, you know, I affectionately say I became the toilet mayor. You know, I, I mean, I got real smart on CSO. I mean, it was. A Which half, was awesome. It was a half. A, I testified in Congress. What we did here in Spokane is now law. It was not law when we started. You know, we're. Sitting here at the Central Library, and you know, this beautiful overlook that overlooks the falls uh, that's a couple million gallon tank that makes sure that sewage doesn't go into the Spokane River. And people are like, seriously? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a big pipe until whatever this was five years ago. When there would be a big rainstorm and people were still flushing the toilet, it would go right into the Spokane River. And everybody's like, what? Now, when that happens, it goes into this huge tank and then it gets pumped and it gets filtered and pumped over to the sewage treatment plant and then goes into the river, you know, treated and cleaned. Well, those
0: are just huge, huge projects. Like my, my late. Or have you been buddy, to brick? Have you been yeah. to Brick West lately? Yes, that uh, that, patio that patio is patio? a sewage tank.
1: Yeah, you're you're having a yeah. beer on top of a big sewage. <laughs> and tank. everyone's
0: having a great time. Yeah, totally right. And you helping know? our river, helping. Yeah, our community. totally right. My uh, late friend uh, Mike Taylor oh, was part of that he project. Was it. Oh, well, wow. he talked really what highly an, of you. What an amazing. And he said when it was time to have this big vision, yeah. he's like. Yeah, Mayor Condon was it. He was so, amazing,
1: yeah. uh, dear, dear friend and advisor to me, and um, and he led that. He was it. You know the. You know you sit there, and uh, unfortunately, with his untimely passing, uh, it still kind of takes, makes me chilled mm. right now. Um, I Went into surgery on Friday, okay. and he was gone uh, by Monday morning. Uh, well, even Saturday, but you know, just thinking of work, I was like, well, "Where's Mike Taylor?" And you know, and of course, everybody was so astounded. But you know, as they they named the uh, the sewage treatment yeah. plant after him, and everybody's like, well, "What?" You know, I'm just like, "It would." I mean, as an engineer, that's your dream, right? Exactly. You the know. name is on the building. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, "Who would?" Yeah. But you know, this is something that is renowned in the world. That that plant that he designed with hundreds of engineers and folks. Is you know the cleanest plant in the world. No. Um, Interesting enough, I think it is the only one that's in a state park. You know that one's in Riverside State Park, sewage treatment plant in a state park. You know, there's and, a theme here. You know,
0: combining resources, layering things, yeah. getting creative.
1: You know, and that yeah. is really what it's all about. Because yeah. even you know, as we did these sewage treatment plants originally when I came on board. They were going to just be, they were going to buy property, basically put a fence around them. And I was like, well, there's going to be a lot of acres, right? And, you know, I'm not a real estate guy, but a city is fundamentally land. You know, it literally stops and starts. So the thing we have is... That's finite. Yeah, it's finite. You know, there literally is a line. That city's, you know, north of Francis is outside the city. South of Francis in the city. So how do we, I mean, and you can see some of the choices we've made as a city. But I was like, if we're going to take all that acreage out of, we need to put it in production. And everybody's like, well, that's simple. Well, to be honest with you, an air lease for a private venture like Brick West is, I think, still the only one in the state because people couldn't figure out how could a private entity, you know, and and then what's the rate of it? You know, how do what do you charge? And, uh, you know, over off of uh, Sprague again, across from the um, Pride Prep, that's a sewage treatment tank. And that was a grade school or, you know, a school grade school all through high school. They didn't have a playground, and, and so we're just and so we literally right. and so then we put in a crosswalk, so they come across and so they're playing soccer on top of a big sewage treatment plant. You know, you're sitting there going, "This one is one of the premier overlooks of, of the river," and hopefully oh, so- we're
0: about to maybe put a zipline down there. It's I like, love what? It. And right.
1: uh, actually, yeah. that was another crazy yeah. idea. I mean, I had, by one of the years of the state of the city, we did a you know oh, all those amazing things happening. I had one little line about a zip line. I
0: read it. I, I was I, like, you, like I'm in. It, I, well. <laughs> Not only that,
1: but I get uh, I get pulled away afterwards. You know, the media is there. They're like, "So you just gave the state of city what's the zipline?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? I would budget, police, fire, all these other cool things. Zipline, you know." Yeah. And uh, uh, and another real tough thing to do because how do you you know you know what the government's not going to run a zipline, but you know who's going to do it? How do you do it? But we built this. And it has this funny little yeah. thing that sticks out. And everybody's like, why Ready did you do that? And I'm like, well, that's where the zipline gets bolted yeah. onto." So uh, cool. So. Well, so
0: this really begs the question for me. It's like there's a lot of big ideas, but in my experience, rarely do they come to fruition. But y- you figured out a way to, like, pull a lot of people together to get things done. Like, what do you attribute that to? Like what can we learn so we can keep moving as a community in that direction?
1: Well, you know, and I think we are, we still are. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I, Spokane is the secret sauce. Not David Condon. You know, there's a lot of things. You know, everybody talks about Expo though as a Guy that was born in that year, I'm like, I'm sick of hearing about Expo. But let's, how do we, you know? But I'll be honest, when I was I thinking about running for mayor, I like Googled could we, could I be the mayor that brings Expo back? And then I'm like, oh damn it, you know, the the next one they were all booked up to 2025, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna be out of office then. Who cares, you know? But I'm like, uh, but I did. I mean, I took our park director to Boston. I went to school in Boston. You know, our parks were uh, designed by the same firm that did Boston, and we spent a week in Boston. Olmsted brothers, the Olmsted yeah. brothers, exactly. And so we spent. I, I rented a VRBO on Charles Street, and in Leroy Eady and I, uh, and we drove down to Providence, Rhode Island, where they their parks were also designed by. And I was like, I, I really wanted to do Riverfront Park, and uh, I you know so that was, um, and I'm like, how can we do that? And uh, and I also was very wary of um, raising taxes to do it. So we had a bond that was expiring, meaning that we had paid it off. And I said, well, let's go to the public and say, if you want to keep your taxes at the same rate. What do you think about this investment? So we brought them, you know, Riverfront Park. I went to my first concert uh, there last Sunday. Wow. I mean, I've been to events at the pavilion, but I had not been to a concert. And I was just like, the head and the heart, it was amazing. You know, and, you know, 10 minutes later, you know, from my house, I live up on 30th here, 33rd. And I come down, you know, my wife and I literally, the park director is a good friend of mine. uh, And. I had called him and I'm just like, so, like, what can I take? Like, you know, <laughs> right? yeah. my wife has to have a Ziploc bag. Yeah. And he's like, and he sends me a picture of his uh, refrigerator. You have to take soft sided refrigerator bags. And I'm like, seriously, you can't. And, he goes, and I'm like, are you allowed to take chairs? And he's like, well, like the low ones, yeah. like the beach. And I'm like, seriously? Because, you know, everybody else is, you can't do this. You can't do this. You, you know, you have to, you can bring your glasses, but that's it, you know? And yeah,
0: uh, not quite true. And no,
1: and it was yeah. a blast. And he yeah. and I and his wife, we sat there. And a dear friend of mine that uh, is a producer actually for the Today Show grew up and spoke. And he was here and he brought his mom and we're sitting there and I'm just like, you know, and we, you know, we bought a beer and we had some, you know, food in our bag and, you know, it was just, it was awesome. Isn't
0: it amazing that, yeah, the sun starts to That's set. Cool. Oh, you should see the like, pictures. I was, sent, I was just like,
1: and like, where know, do I live? I know. Spokane. <laughs> you know, and 5,000 people on yeah. a Sunday afternoon. Someday evening, are sitting downtown, you know, and I, you know, I love, I do do quite a bit of traveling back and forth to Seattle with my job, but I love watching people in the in the planes lean over to take a picture of the the lighted, you know, and as it's yeah. going, and I'm just sitting there going, you know, and that was controversial too, you know, which was interesting because they wanted us to, you know, they. The, there was people that wanted us to put the the canvas back on it, and uh for many different reasons. And I'm like, thank God we didn't. You know what? The, you I, know, grass I, doesn't I, grow I, under. I cam. was a they. Oh, and I thought you oh, were one you, of them. Yeah, I could be like you lied because yes. <laughs> I showed pictures of it with the tarp on it when we were going to the public. Because you know they did some yeah. artist renderings as saying this is what we're thinking about, and that's what you take to the public to you know. And I was I was for it.
0: Well, that's what I got in my mind is like, oh, it's going to be like that Australian, you know, yeah. place you can put pictures on it. But you know what? I was wrong
1: because. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you know, good. and that whole grass yeah. hillside. I remember when I was like cuz so I was get there was a lot of pressure our park board yeah. some of my dear friends of mine that were on the park board they're like David, we got to put this thing back on it uh because that's what you that's what you took out when you sold it and and I'm like and so the engineers come to me, and the and they're just like, we also want to put grass in there. Grass doesn't grow oh. in the dark. You well, know? And I'm like, yep. ah.
0: You know? <laughs> well, thank you, because yeah, we were wrong, because yeah. that is a that is a. So one of my jewel. dear friends, I took a picture of the
1: sunset. <laughs> and actually, I even it was worse. I took a video because it was just gorgeous from you know from one side to the other. And I sent it to him when I was sitting there, and I go, looks pretty good, Park Board, you know? <laughs> and he sent me back, and he goes, yes, it yep. does. Because he was like, which they weren't wrong in the <laughs> sense of this is what you showed the public, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, but those are artists renderings. They, we really hadn't thought it all through. And they are like, just
0: painting a different vision. Yeah, it's yeah. like,
1: you've got a knack yeah.
0: for it, and yeah. I think that's what we can do. Like you're saying in Spokane, if we kind of tie some stuff together, it's like it does take partnerships. Yeah. A lot of people have to do it. How do you build trust quickly? Because when we're, we're trying to do big things, we have to pull people together. Well, one, you what don't do, do it. You don't
1: do it quickly. Okay. Um, you know, and you know, we're talking about a lot of the things that were great in the One Spokane strategic plan was – but we had a lot of failures in there and in partnerships that didn't come together. Uh, and uh, we we're going to dwell on those. But to sit there. Sure. You know, well, it, it, you
0: can't have 100 percent. Yeah. You know, and so a, we had real, we,
1: you know, and we yeah. had some broken trust there in some of them, because, you know, I always say um, with the strategic plan, if it's strategic, it's hard to do. And it's controversial because wow. you're you're trying to do something different than how you do it today and there's a lot of vested interest and then there needs to be a huge amount of trust cuz some of it is kind of a leap of faith you're kind of like i think this is going to be okay you know uh, we'll use the pavilion for an example you know you're sitting there going what if what if this doesn't work out what if those big lights annoy the heck you know what if you know yeah. what if what if what if you know and you're just sitting there going and so there's some misses you know that actually came to fruition and there's some you know if you go back to the google one spokane strategic plan you'll see and you're like whatever happened to that well it died on the <laughs> floor because you know of mistrust and not bringing the right coalition together you know maybe the, the the vision and the the expectations maybe you know couldn't get realized you know but you know one of our visions was to have this north bank uh, sports complex and i don't know how much time we have but you know you know one of my thoughts was even before covid is i worried about downtowns you know and people rightfully so um, were critical of me of focusing too much in downtown and you know and that sort of thing and I'm not you know and I did I really I mean uh, there was well, a lot there was a lot, lot of focus you know and uh, and there's a season and a time for everything but um and so we did but I was worried about downtowns and I had gone to Pittsburgh and a few other places one great thing about mayors what does happen fast with mayors is you get to know each other really fast because you're kind of speed dating because everybody's (laughs) on a time clock, right? Uh Because you're only in for four (laughs) years, you know? So you kind of, when you go to conferences, you're like, you know, who do I get to and how do I learn from them? And... And I want to get to your city, and then, you know, it's the best is to go to a city that's hosted, you know, a conference that's hosted by a mayor, because, you know, they're... You yeah, know, they're, they're going to roll out the red yeah, carpet. Totally, you know, <laughs> and so and so I remember looking at these different cities, and I worried, you know, about what what's going to be the f- the future of downtowns, and I used to talk about, you know, you can you now get your, you know, packages at home, you can work from home, and I mean, and then... COVID just exacerbated that. Right. And, and you really, if and so I thought you need to become an event city and, yep. um, and you go, well, that's rocket science, David. And I'm like, well, no, because really you have to change what your, what your template is. Restaurants are different. You know, the lunch counter can't focus, can't function at an event, right. You know, a sit down dinner place can't really function, you know, so um, just as an example, I would use an example of like a David's Pizza is an event-based restaurant. You yep. know, they have tables and you everything. Get in, you get in, get in and you're out. You're out you know, or you can go up to the counter if there's, you know, there's some, you know, waiters, but, you know, but you also can just get up, get your piece of pizza, your beer, and go stand in the corner, right? Because you're going somewhere before you go somewhere. And so that has to change, you know, and or, you know, Flat Stick, you know, those sorts of places, you know. Um, And so you need to make sure you have those types of restaurants. And, you know, parking is a big issue. And even as we did Riverfront Park, I go, guys, we are so blessed and cursed we have the most amazing park system in the world, but why would somebody leave their neighborhood park and come down to riverfront park? They're pretty
0: amazing too. Uh, Yeah. You know?
1: And so why would you blow past that park to get down? And so I go, we really have to think of riverfront park needs to offer something, you know, so it's not going to be a swing set park. It's not going to be now. And if we do have swing sets, it needs to be a destination playground. You know, it's not just, or we even, you know, we looked at, you know, we, we had an entire review with, um, uh, is it Abel Washington? Uh, but basically, you know, it, you're, this is your world. It's yeah, to, I would say you the know, fully accessible. Yeah, first fully
0: accessible park, yeah, fu- fully accessible park yeah. that I had ever seen. And, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. it is our world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and
1: and so we needed to make yeah. sure that people that were in wheelchairs or people that are mobility you know issues. And so we have a
0: sensory park there. It's the like, sensory,
1: par- yeah, molly. the sensory park. You know, so we literally, I said, you know, so hmm. if you're gonna go past your park and you're somebody that you know has an autistic child or something, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Downtown, because this is where I'm going, or you know, the you know the North Bank. Believe that North Bank since since the beginning of time, the North Bank was vacant. You know, yeah. if you went over there, we even it was gravel. I mean, you think about it. We never in all these years. And so, what do you do with that? And people are like, "Well, we could sell it." And I'm like, well, "Let's have
0: a bigger vision." Yeah, and so you're saying you know,
1: and people are like, "Well, oh, I don't like skate parks." And I'm like, "Well, kids do." Uh, and we need kids downtown, you know, yeah. and I'm not a skater, but I'm just like, you know, but it needs to be the coolest, you know, damn skate park ever. Right. Or, you know, we have, you, know I, you know, when I go past there, like after dinner with my wife or we're in an event at the arena. And it's nine, 10 o'clock at night. The lights are on and the basketball court and people are playing basketball. And it's I'm just awesome. like, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and so that vision. And now, you know, I have to, I have to give it to the mayor yeah. and the team now uh, with the stadium. You know, I was like, oh, I failed. It it. I failed at the stadium. Uh, but, you know, these are some of the things. We, it was too much. You know, we had, I was, we were at the, was it the groundbreaking? It was a groundbreaking for the podium. And it was right when I was finishing being mayor, but that was another vision of ours to have that in partnership yeah. with that. And I literally i am up at you don't only get a few chances when you're mayor. I'm like, hey, and there's, I don't know, 100 people there, 75 people there. I'm like, everybody turn around. And I go, look over there. I go, that's going to be the future site of a downtown stadium. (laughs) And I I remember uh, somebody uh, that was pretty senior in authority who comes over to me and like, you are killing me. And I'm like, ah! But I didn't get it done. So uh, like I said, so those partnerships still happen. then the school board and the PFD and the city government came together. And uh, I look at that. And you know what's really cool? My son is going to be a freshman next year. And uh, I remember when we were first looking at it, it was just a hole. And we'd be yeah. over there at something, and my daughter—all my kids run, but my daughter really—and we went to the podium to see the, you know, the women run, and you know. But we're there, and I'm like, "That's going to be a stadium." And my kids are like, "Yeah, when we're out of high school." And I'm like, "We drove past it like a day ago." And I go, "You it's realize you happen. i go, you're going to be playing lacrosse in that this spring, uh, Creighton." And he's like, "No way!" And I'm like, "Yeah, way you're going to be playing lacrosse <laughs> there." And he's just like, "You know," and to have a city's ethos around you know wellness and sports and um is who we are originally so it wasn't like we were creating something that wasn't here no I mean, we're we just representing Day, it in we a have hoop way. fest but i go let's yeah. just build on that let's put let's put fuel on that fire to make it bigger and not what i really love about it is um is that they're participatory sports this is you know i would love to you know nfl seahawks are great you know you uh, know mariners great you know all that But you know what's cool about Spokane? We have both minor leagues, and now even now with the soccer coming in, that's a whole other story. But you know, soccer coming in, these are they're professionals. Don't get me wrong, and they're experts in what they're doing. The Chiefs and the Indians, but they're relatable. You know, you know, at some point it gets to the point where you're just like, eh, it's not super relatable for a young person to look at a great mentors, many NFL players, NBA players. But it's you know, it's well, one, it's it's just you know, it's it's winning the lotto to get into those. So you know, but but
0: some of these other things, you know, like they can see themselves. Yeah, they can
1: see themselves there. I mean. Uh And so that's what I love about it. You know, my, this is the first year my kids participated in hoop fest and I'd been to hoop fest. I mean, as the mayor, you're there,
0: but it's different when you're, Oh, it was so cool. And the
1: app is cool. And I'm walking through downtown and there's other families there. You know, I was there a stressed monger because the stuff, you know, when you're mayor to make sure that thing goes is not happy thoughts, you know? And, uh, uh, it was right after the Boston Marathon, yeah. and we were worried about, I mean, and this is what my, my wife's like, you're finally not taking pictures of garbage cans and sweet, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, you know, literally, we were at the inauguration yes. one year, and uh, they had these big trucks full of sand around all the, and that's to make sure no one drives into it. So then Hoop Fest, we did that. Well, now, some ingenious person invented a new thing that they're these, you know, they don't have to do that because they have a new barricade. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to do that and you're like well you know but those when you're mayor these are you can't when you're a parent you're just like we better win that next game because my kids are gonna you know get into the next you know into this bracket you know and that's what you know so i get to care about being a dad again and just worrying about you know being an overbearing dad on you know in kids sports but but you know to have that stuff come into our core you know and you know the i'll finish the you know it's interesting you know in a very divisive world it's you know for years you know thousands of years Uh, In many ways, um, churches brought people, you know, especially generations. I'd say they didn't do so great in races you know people always say you know the most divided uh day of the week is sunday mm-hmm. you know and you have the black churches and the white churches and the filipino churches and all that and and that may be true that you know and in, in, you know in some days you know maybe we need to you know not we need to we do need to look at that but it brought generations together sure. you know you had older yep. people you had younger people um you know that sort of thing um neighborhoods came together um and uh we you have to look at the data we're the we're the least church state in the nation and i'm not or, you know so i'm not here to say we need more churches you know but what can we do to bring people together sports yeah you know it. if you know whether you're i mean you can go out to an eastern football game those are a blast yeah they are And basketball games you can go to the basketball games you can go to the gu yeah. games and everybody is sitting there yeah. old young white black brown you know and they're all for a few hours on the same team Uh, And I'm like, if we can bring that into downtown Spokane, you know, this is going to be awesome. And it is interesting. You know, you go out to an Indians game. Same thing. You see families. You see grandparents with grandkids. You see single mom, You know, all this, you know. And for just a few hours, it's kind of la-la land, right? And we're
0: all together. Well, vision realized, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Former Mayor Condon, thank you for joining us so much. I mean, you heard it here, everyone. Like, we're in this together. And... Come back next year. Celebrate year two with us. This has been fun. This conversation ain't over. Like (laughs) we love talking to you. Thank you.